Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Maybe seated. You may run. Nobody wants to run. Which way you want to go, Miss Kay? I know. I was thinking the same thing. They gave me 10 extra minutes. I'm, I'm not going to get out early. I'm not going to. I'm going to make sure it goes late today, one way or another. Oh, goody. <laughs> What's that? I need a little extra today. That's right. Don't worry. But wait, there's more. Maybe I'll get. Miranda, can I get that first slide? So I got. So I want. I want to take a straw poll. Do you know what that is? That's just like. Yeah. Are you a good listener? I, I, so I just want to just raise your hand if you're a good listener. Well, there's a few men who really don't have a clue. But anyone's. Oh yeah. Do you feel like you're a good listener? I like, I think I'm a good listener. So I got a couple pictures on here to help you understand for those, because not too many raise their hands, what a good listener looks like, right? We can, we can read a lot of body language on a listener, right? Someone, someone who's actually listening to us, like the bottom, uh, I don't know if I can make this thing work. Oh yeah, it works, works. Like their eye contact and there's, you know, there's some movement. You see the people at top, on top, you know. One's on his phone, one's on his computer, and she's trying to, yeah, and <laughs> sometimes we're not that great of listeners, are we, right? Especially when we're arguing, or we're trying to make a point, or we're getting to that spot where we, we think the other person isn't listening. So, do you know who this young man is? It's like gazillion uh, if you don't know, you're obviously not a YouTube or any, any social media. This young man's name is Mateo, and he's three years old. And there's been like eight gazillion uh, uh, the t- people have watched the video. And I'm going to actually show you the video this morning. because, But, but I'm going to show it to you. Be, if you've never seen it, just enjoy it for what it is. All right? Just enjoy it. It's... It's pretty funny. If you've watched it a million times, I'm going to ask you to look at it a little differently. And I want you to think about, so this is Mateo, and his mom is, is the one videoing and, and talking to him. And I want you to think about how we talk to God or how we respond, right? And we're just going to pretend like mom for the moment is God, and, and we're a lot like Mateo, a whole lot more like Mateo than we'd really like to admit, Right? Uh, so, we're going to try this, Miranda. It's in the middle, right? right. Listen, listen to me, listen to me. Like, like, I do this all the time, and if I go out at the, at the house with the door, Matty has his toys, and then Matty has all his toys. Okay, but I have to yell at you guys. Linda, listen, 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 Linda, listen. Okay, what? Like, everything they do at this house, it 
Okay. Okay, then what? Then you're not listening to me. Then you're not listening to me. I asked you not to do something. No, no, but listen to me. Look at If you do something, if you get that out, that bird thing off, you're going to break it. Okay, but I'm asking, I'm letting you know but that you cannot. No, no I'm. Li- lick it, lick it. You're not listening to me. Linda, listen to me now. Listen to me now. No, you're not listening. I said no cupcakes, and you try to get cupcakes, and you try to ask grandma. Linda, Didn't you? Linda, lick it, lick it, lick it. If you do something right just if you get close it, you can't even get them. You're going to burn your butt. What's going to burn your butt? You and Kevin don't listen, so I have to give both of you guys pop pals in your butt. But Linda, but Grandpa's going to give me pop-pals in your butt. No, he's not. Yeah. I have to, you want? You don't want me to hit Kevin, or you don't want him to spank you? No. Why? Because anybody wants to spank me. Then I have to spank Kevin. But he's, still, but he's my little pop-ups. He's your little pop-ups, but he doesn't listen. But Linda, honey, honey, look at, look at this. I'm not breaking anything down. I'm just letting you know Linda, you cannot it, have it, cupcakes it, for dinner. It, Linda, Linda, like this thing, I never belong to you. Anything, you can't get anything and anything and anything. I'm done arguing with you. I'm done arguing with you. You need to listen to the things that I say because I'm the mom and I'm the Linda, adult. Linda, listen to me. All the time to get them to, to, this thing, this, this, this. I'm done arguing with you. Listen, Linda. <laughs> so who saw that? Who's that the first time they ever saw that? Pretty good stuff, huh? Oh, there's a lot. Okay, good. I, I thought for sure it's been, it's been, pla- it's like nine years old. It's old, but it's. It was good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, I was thinking he's probably twelve or thirteen now. He's probably just not happy about this. For those of us who have seen it a hundred times, and we think still think it's funny. There's a piece though in it that that I just wonder if that's how we sound towards God a whole lot of times. Like God, you're not hearing me. You're not. You're not, you're not hearing what I'm telling you. And you know, God's trying to help us, right? And, and of course, Mateo wants cupcakes <laughs> and he's at grandma's house and he does believe that he has every right to those and that mom has no uh mom has no authority at grandma's house is kind of the whole idea right we're at grandma's house we're not at home i don't have to listen um i wonder how often uh god just shakes his head at us for those kind of things you know i wonder how often there are times when he just like you're not listening I, I already told you the answer sometimes we don't want to hear the answer sometimes we purposely don't you know if we don't like the answer we look for a different answer or we'll dig a little deeper or we'll go a little further and and all, all too often it's like no god may have already answered and so how do we hear from god so i want to talk a little bit about that this morning how do you hear from god 
We've been, we talked a little bit about that last week. How do we hear from God? Do we just magically walk around and find little pieces of paper on the, on the, uh, on the, side of the, on the sidewalk? Facebook, right? I'm sure we hear from God mostly on Facebook these days or social media of some sort, right? The Bible, yeah, we hear, we hear from God in the Bible. Fellow believers, prayer, right? Listening in prayer, right? Being willing to, to have open ears and open hearts. Did you hear what happened in this passage this morning? Uh, it's an interesting passage because David's, to me, David's kind of excited. He's kind of like, hey, things have settled down. I'm not at war and I'm going to get life back in order. And the Israelites, I'm going to be a good king. And, I'm, and he's like, you know, that ark, it's been in the tent for a while. And maybe it's time for us to build a building. And I, I, I get a sense from this, this passage especially that, that Nathan was, was kind of like, uh, like an advisor in some ways, right? He was, he was the prophet uh, who, who David used to go back and forth with God, but he also was an advisor. And in this, one, in this moment, he's, he's just kind of asking Nathan, what do you think? What do you think about this? And Nathan, I don't know if you noticed, but Nathan just kind of just brushes it off. He's like, well, God's been with you, so do whatever you have. He's just encouraging encouraging him to, well, do what you've always done, right? Do, just do it. Obviously, God's been with you, and um, so go ahead, build something. And Nathan didn't, uh, didn't see God in that at the beginning, and, and he wasn't listening uh, for God. He wasn't listening to hear what God had to say, and, and in particular, God fashion, God shows up, <laughs> Right? Uh, that night, God shows up and says, hey, wait a minute, you're not listening. And I want to ask you those questions. What do you do when God shows up and you're not listening? Some, yeah, well, you know, sometimes, I think way too often it happens, right? We hear God when we want to hear God, when, when it goes the direction we want. When, it, when it's going in a, in a certain way and it, and it feels maybe comfortable or maybe it's good and maybe we like it. Uh, and so we can hear God in those areas. But sometimes we don't hear God when things are going a different direction uh, than we want it to go. And I want to challenge you this morning. I want to remind you because God is reminding uh, David uh, through Nathan uh, that, that he needs to listen more carefully. Right? He needs to listen more carefully uh, in his own life. Guys, we need to listen a little more carefully to our wives, right? He says in uh, verse 3, Nathan replied to the king, Go and do all that's in your heart, for the Lord is with you. And David, uh, David took that as, oh, okay, that's cool. And Nathan just kind of just threw it out there. Just threw it out there like, well, you know, Things have been going pretty good. You're in a perfect spot. Things are all right. So just keep doing what you're doing. Maybe sometimes we get a bit lazy. We get a bit lazy and we, we quit listening for God. We, we say, well, obviously God was in the last thing, so he helped me get the ark. I got the ark. I got it home. I got a tent. I got it put up. The Israelites are happy. I'm happy. So what's the next thing? 
right? What's the next thing? And, and so David was just going to roll with, well, this is the next progression in my life. And all of a sudden, God pulls the rug out from David because he's not listening for God. Nathan wasn't listening for God. Greenfield, we're not always listening for God. Right? We think it's something good, and we think that's the direction uh, that we should go. That's what, obviously, this, this is the obvious next step. And I'm just going to do it without seeking God's favor in it. And I want to challenge you this morning to ask yourself the hard questions. It, am I asking God's favor uh, in each step of my life? Am I, am I taking the time, the energy, am I, am I slowing down enough to, to ask God, God, is this what you want for my life? Is this the direction you want me to go? It's funny, you know, there are some things in life, like we're going to get a new job, or we're looking for a new job, or maybe we got a, 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 you know, a chance to have a new job, and we're like, what do we do with that? Of course we take that to God, right? Because I want, I want this, right? I want this, I want to do that, right? So I'll take those to God, but sometimes we don't always take the things that we need to to God. And David is reminded, God reminds him through Nathan, listen, you need to take everything to me. And then he goes on, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, but he goes on and he's, you know, he's pretty much telling him, listen, I, I'm not going to be put in a box, right? And you're not going to build me a house. I don't need a house. Uh, I need you to go with me. And that's the, that's the next point. But first, this point, he, he talks about, um, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. See, I, I got a challenge for you. It is really, really, really easy to read this if you don't read it for all it's worth. Let me give you an example. If you read a scripture and you think it doesn't fit your life, or that's not for you, or that's for the person that sits in, that's for the, person that sits in the pew on the left of me every week, right? Obviously, that verse is not for me. It's for them then you're not reading it for all it's worth. It's the, the Bible tells us it is live, live and active in our lives, right? That it divides bone and marrow, that it, that it is working in our lives with the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you're a believer, working with the Holy Spirit to, to sanctify, sanctify us, to move us in a direction that God has for us. So let me challenge you the next time you find a verse, because I watch, you know, I watch a lot of the, uh, like the social media verses that come up, and very rarely are they, they're usually like happy-go-lucky verses. They're, you know, go ahead and read Lamentations once, and, and get a sense about what that means in your life, right? Uh, I, just, I just heard a sermon uh, this week um, from a pastor in, uh, in uh, Canada, and he was talking about, you know, every verse has value for our lives. Every verse, we can't just pick and choose the good ones. We have to understand that the hard ones are still there for us to grow and to learn and to be moved. And I want to challenge you not to just pick it, uh, just willy-nilly pick a verse here and there. But I, I would challenge you to go through a book 
or go through a whole chapter and begin to get a sense of like what's the overarching uh, scripture about and, and what are these verses that maybe don't make so much sense, uh, maybe they don't fit my life. Maybe they're asking me to do something that, well, I don't really want to. Luke is, you know, he's telling us, blessed are those who hear the word and obey it. I, I, I've been, uh, I don't know about you, but I love Psalm 40. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined and he heard my cry, lifted me out of the mud and mire and set my feet on a rock. And then he goes on to say, many will see and hear. Uh, and God will be honored in it. That's, that's Dan's version. But I, I've been reading a little further down as of late. Uh, and this is the new literal translation, but I appreciate it. It, it, it kind of sets, get, makes it a little clear. Uh, verses 6 through 8 says, you take no delight in sacrifices and offerings. Do you, under, do you understand that, that uh, they have a value, but they, they aren't what, what God really wants? He wants our heart. He says, now that you have made me listen, I finally understand. You don't require burnt offerings or sin offerings. He isn't looking for a ritual, um, do this and you'll be okay. He's looking for a relationship. He says, look, I have come, and as is written in the scriptures, I take joy in doing your will, God. For your instructions are written on my heart. Do you understand that God isn't looking for us to fill an offering plate? That's a means to, to keep the lights on and uh, keep, the, keep the church moving in a positive. That's, but that's not the end goal. The end goal isn't filling that up. The end goal isn't how much we sacrifice. The end goal is our heart. And I want to challenge you to ask yourself, where is your heart in this process? If you've come to just sit in the pew and warm it for an hour uh, to feel like you have made it, like, ah, I checked the box and now I can go eat my barbecue for lunch, right, until next week. If, if you came for that reason, please step back and ask yourself, that is not what God wants. Yeah, he wants you to be with your church family, with your community of faith, but that's not the most important part. He wants your heart. He wants your obedience. He wants your love. All of that stuff, I, I point to the offering plates, all of that stuff will take care of itself. And it does. Because God, God has the cattle on a thousand hills and he takes care of his people. It will take care of itself. He's more worried, more concerned about your heart. And he wants you to listen so that you can be obedient. Right? We, we know in marriages that there's this thing called selective hearing, or, right? Sometimes we hear it, sometimes we don't, right? I used to get blamed for, be like, I told you that three times. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. And then there would be a discussion about how, how could I have missed it three times, right? But there were some things I didn't want to hear. And I think in our, in our heart of hearts, there are some things that God says to us that we don't want to hear. And so we choose not to listen. And that's disobedience. 
We're reminded that he walks with us. As David, as Nathan is, God is talking to Nathan to tell David, he reminds him, I've been with you wherever you've gone. I'm there. I've cut off all your enemies. I've I've kept you safe. We think back about David on the run, right? Um, Running through the, the, the hills and into the caves and over and over and over. David with the Philistines. Over and over and over we see David being protected. And God reminds him, hey, you might have forgot, but I have taken care of you up until now. And then he goes one step further. And I I get a sense that David's goal in building a a, a temple, building a a house to to house the the ark was was almost a sense of like, because we see kings over and over and over building things so that they'll be remembered. Right? You can't forget me if I built this humongous castle and it'll go down in history as the biggest this or the biggest that. And so David, almost it's almost this sense of like, you know what, I'm going to restore God. I'm going to restore, a, I'm going to put a place for the ark to be and people will remember me. Not only as a, as a good fighting man, but a man who was seeking God. And God's reminding him, listen, that's not what I'm after. Right? So who got to build the temple? He doesn't, it doesn't say his name, but it says his, it's his son, right? Solomon. His son Solomon would get to build the temple. He would come after. So this is talking about what would happen in the future. So David, he has this desire to, to, to make a name for himself. And God says, I'm more worried about you. I'm more worried about you walking and doing life with me. And all too often, we don't do life with God. We think we pull into the, to the parking lot and we get in our, in our parking spot and then we sit in our seat. We sit for an hour, we go home, and that's good. We put them back in the box until the next week. Right? That's what God's saying. Don't put me in a box. Don't, I, we've done life together, and I want to continue to do life with you. I don't want you to make some big ornate temple for, for the ark to, for me to be in. I have walked with you. Now walk with me. Let me challenge you. Let me ask you the question. Are you letting God work in your life? Are you walking with him? Or is that just a nice idea for the holy rollers in the church? See, it doesn't have to look like what your neighbor in the pew looks like you. It doesn't have to look like what your Christian uh, friends look like. I think sometimes we put on this, this, this really pretty outfit and really God says, I'll, I'll walk through you with the mud. Right, I'll, I'll walk it. I'll walk you in that mud, or in the briars. It's okay. You're gonna get scratched, and and so will I. But I'll be there with you. I'll walk through the swamp with you. I'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death with you.
He, he promises to walk with us each step of the way. And man, I wish it was all good. But I know, like you know, that not every step in our life is good. There are some difficult things we walk through. There are challenges in our life we walk through. And God says, David, you and I, we walk through all of these things. Don't put me to the side now. Church, we have, to, we have to walk with God. We have to allow Him to be in our lives and allow Him to work in and around us, to mold us, to change us. I always say, and, I, and I'm going to say it again because I like it, if your theology hasn't changed in 30 years, if you haven't learned anything new about your faith in 30 years, you've got to take a step back. You got that, that means you haven't changed. That means you haven't, you haven't nothing. I'm not saying, oh, I totally changed my theology. What I'm saying is there should be some things in our life that we learn better, that we know more, um, like love your enemies, right? If you still hate your enemies as bad as you hated them 30 years ago, then you haven't learned anything. That one's an easy one, right? Because we have enemies. We have people who come against us and, and push and hurt us. And a whole lot of times, it's a whole lot closer to home than we would like. They don't live on another continent. They might live in the same house. They might be in the same family. And somehow, that scripture that says, I'm supposed to love them. I'm supposed to walk an extra mile for them. And I always go to the one, and I can kill them with kindness, right? I'll heap coals on their head by being nice to them. That's not, <laughs> right? I, I like that verse. <laughs> but, but the scripture says, love them. Jesus says, it's easy to love your friends. But love your neighbor. Love the people who don't love you very much. Oh, that's a hard verse. It's a hard verse for me. He says, I'm going to walk you through this. I'm going to walk you through this. And we'll walk together. David, we have walked our lives together. Don't stop walking with me now. And I'm going to say, Greenfield, don't stop walking with God now. Finally, God reminds us that forever is a big deal. Forever is a big deal. He tells Nathan, your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me and your throne will be established forever. So let me ask you the hard question. What will your legacy be? What will your legacy look like? What are you going to leave for the next generation? Maybe for your kids, for your grandkids, for your great-grandkids, for your great-great-great-grandkids, right? My dad tells me, and, I, and I don't, I'm not really good with the genealogy stuff, but my dad tells me <coughs> that like 200 and, I don't know, 25 years ago, my great-great-whatever, however many greats that is to get back there, I don't even know, I had, I had a pastor for a grandfather. 
and he started, an Episcop- I think it's Episcopalian church. I'll get to, I'll come back in a second, and my dad will be here, and he'll give me all the details that I need. Um, and that guy was a pastor who started a church uh, down uh, Harrisburg Way, and, and it's been a long time, and, I, and it has continued to endure. Here's the funny part. Guess what, I have a, guess what else is in my family? A horse thief. And I, yeah, <laughs> and I've always, and it was really like, that was an epiphany for me, <laughs> right? There's some good blood and some bad blood, right? And I'll be completely honest, I love it. I think it's perfect. I mean, I like a little horse thief. <laughs> what will your legacy be? All too often, we don't want to think about the end. We don't want to think about what will happen after we are gone and and people continue to move on. This church is, uh, what, 178 years old? Because there have been faithful pastors, faithful shepherds who have continued to shepherd this church from a very early time all the way through. One of my favorite things to do is there's a timeline in the, uh, in the hallway. And to just look at, they're, they're just names on there. But they weren't just names. They were shepherds who led God's people in a good direction, who kept them moving, kept them pointing. And we see David here. We, we know who King David is, right? We, we talk about the top, what, two, three, four people, uh, the names that stick out, right? Abraham and Isaac. We see David. There's Paul. There's, there's, there's these names that stick out, and we're like, they made a difference. Now, there were lots of people who made a difference. But they left a legacy. And so I'll ask you, what's your legacy going to look like? What's it going to be about? Look at this picture. If that's, if that's your plan, you know what that is, right? Right? If you think your legacy is a, a star on Hollywood, in Hollywood, when I saw this picture, I'm like, I got to use it. I just got to use it because if that's the biggest thing going. But here's the question. What will your legacy be? What are you going to leave for the next generation. You realize there isn't anything you can leave that's nearly as important as your faith, as your integrity, as your character. Those are the things that matter. As our love for Christ and sharing that for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. That's the most important legacy. Because forever is a big deal. I pray that that's not your legacy. I want to remind you of this passage. I, I love this passage. It's in First Peter. It says that you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. 
right? We are, that's who we are in Jesus Christ. That's not, a, that's not a who we are originally. But that's when we make a faith confession and we say, Jesus, you're in charge of my life. That's where we are. A royal priesthood. We are God's special possession. You know, I recognize that sometimes, for some people, we don't feel special to anyone in this world. We have been mistreated. We have been treated uh, harshly. Understand that I can't fix those things. But I know this. I serve a God who loves you and thinks you're pretty special. Right? We were created in his image, it says. We reflect God himself. And we wear a crown. And it'd be great to just have the, the crown without the crown of thorns. But I think we all know the reality is this. We didn't get the crown, the royal priesthood, without the crown of thorns. We didn't get to be with Jesus without his sacrifice for us. And that crown of thorns cost him. It cost him his life. If you haven't made that profession of faith, if you haven't decided to follow Jesus, you won't have the other crown. Not because I say so, but because the scripture says so. God himself tells us there's only one way to heaven. We live in a world that says you can get to heaven by a hundred different ways, right? And they got it's pretty much just God's in the, this uh, higher, uh, higher power. We won't even call him God because someone might be offended. And then there's all these different ways, right? All these different. Scripture's pretty plain. There's one way. One way to heaven. One way, and that's through the blood of Jesus. you haven't made that decision i'd love to talk to you about that this morning why because then your name will be written in the lamb's book of life and your house and your kingdom will endure forever with god himself let's pray